Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Hello, welcome to episode 11 of Survival Tech. Tonight we're going to be talking about what's been going on with Survival Tech the last two weeks. We're going to be covering our uh, recent experiences with geocaching. Also going to be doing a new segment called Conspiracy Corner. And then we're going to follow up the show and end the show with uh, our SOP, or Survival Operating Procedure Layout. And this is going to be a part one of a four-part series, if that's correct, right, Corey? Is that what that, we're playing That now? is correct. Uh, next week, we hope to be doing one on uh, Bug Out Bag, followed by Bug Out Vehicle. And then in ending the four-part series with bug out location. Well, sounds good, buddy. Hey, what's what's the big thing that everybody's been waiting for? Hopefully, anxiously awaiting the winner of the Survival Tech Member Appreciation Giveaway. Drum roll, please. And the winner is Ohio Beagler. Congratulations, Ohio Beagler. Yep, we, uh, we're going to be sending you an email, and as soon as we get your T-shirt size, we will have that shipped right out to you. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. We, I went ahead and I did the lanyard today and uh, made some custom features to it. Hopefully you'll, you'll like it. It's, um, it's not just a... You know, just a typical lanyard. You know, we've added some carabiners and all kinds of neat things. So, you know, plus it comes with that P38 can opener, which will tear through anything. So, but any no, type of canned meat you can put to, to it, it'll tear through it. Oh, I'm telling you what, buddy. I I still think that ought to be the 12th C of survivability. Canned meat. Canned meat. Because uh, <laughs> you know that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's one protein source that isn't going to run from you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be running after you eat it, though. <laughs> after the nearest hole you can find. <laughs> oh, It was pretty a uh, unique experience, you know, how we uh, decided the winner. We didn't want to be just like everybody else and pick a name out of a hat or no, uh, that's stupid. some random drawing like that. So uh, we'll be posting a video um, tonight. About you showing you exactly how we did it. We tried to make it as completely fair as possible. And see, that's, uh, that's the big thing, Corey. I don't think, I don't think it could have been any more fair the way that we did it. No, because everybody, it was by chance. yeah, everybody had the same chance, and it all boiled down to, you know, the speed of rotation plus marksmanship, and that's all I'm going to say. Wait till you see the video. It will be on the uh, main page. Um, as soon as we can get it uploaded right after we record this podcast. Yep. So look forward to that. Now, 
you always have to look for the future, and you always have to prepare for the future, and that's kind of why we're doing our show, correct? Correct. What's going to come in the future? Well, I want to give a little update on what's to come in the future for the rest of the members that, that didn't get in on either either they, they haven't become a member yet on Survival Tech um, or they weren't the winner of this you know, this, this contest. Um, so what we're going to do is we're, we're placing into effect that every contest that we have, the previous winner of the contest is exempt from the new contest. So to use Ohio Beagler as an example, um, he cannot win the next contest we're going to have. And we're going to have one soon. Um, it'll probably end up being, you know, just a t-shirt, um, for right now. Um, the member appreciation that, that wanted to, we made that one really big and good, you know, because we wanted as many members as we could get up and quick, you know, get you guys posting to the forums. This next one's going to actually be, uh, posting to the forums. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're looking at, we haven't decided anything really yet, but, we're going to have a set number of posts that make you eligible. So look for that in the future and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be right around the corner. I guarantee it. And we'll, uh, we'll do it for another shirt. So, uh, and to, to everyone that may be listening that haven't joined yet, uh, you know, please do come over and join us at www.survivaltech.webs.com. And if you are a member, uh, we've had some great posts and we've had some great topics. Let's keep it going. Um, I know here lately it seems like it kind of died down after you know the contest was coming to an end, but let's you know let's keep going and putting stuff out there. Uh, I know everyone's lives are busy and get busy at times, but let's try and do what we can. Um, and going into that, uh, two weeks ago, while we didn't have a podcast last week, I was planning on doing a camping trip with uh, Andy and Jeff, um, who are members on the site, and. Uh, my both my boys ended up coming down with pneumonia, so I was unable to attend the camping trip. It has been postponed. We are now trying for uh, the end of April um, to be getting out there and, and getting that camping. So I uh, look forward to a video and, and posts on the website uh, when that time comes closer and when we actually get out there and do it. So well, not only that, and um, you know maybe you know if, if people were within driving distance and stuff. We might be able to get some more members on the camping trip. We'll just have to see how that goes. You know, because I, w- I would like to be a part of it too, but it all depends on on timing. Yeah, it's all timing and uh, previous engagements and, um, you know, health of your family members. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting two children to go down with pneumonia at the same time yeah. right before their spring break. Yeah, and that makes it rough, you know, especially at their ages. So, um, see, I had something else, too, and it's kind of slipped my mind. Oh, um, I know posting the forums and everything else, um, you know, some, you know, that takes time. You have to log in and everything else, and it, it's very appreciated when people do take the time to post. Um, we would also, we'd love to have um, just emails, just straight-up emails, um, you know, 
survival.tech at yahoo.com. Go ahead and send us an email if you got a, you know, question or if you got a comment or if you've got, you know, some, some gear review that, that you definitely want on a show that, that you've got. Um, you know, go ahead and do that. And then also, uh, you know, please, please utilize our, um, voicemail line. Um, we're still looking for movie reviews on survival movies. I finally finished the, uh, movie that I was going to review for our movie review show. Um, I think it'll be a fun show to have. And, you know, with this four part series of the SOP, the bug out bag, the bug out vehicle and the bug out location, you know, that, that pretty much buys us a month to get everything ready for the movie review show. Um, me and my boys, we watched Dante's Peak earlier, and, uh, you know, it was, you know, it's some stupid volcano movie. It was, I think it was back in 97, you know, with Pierce Brosnan and, and, uh, Linda Hamilton. But, you know, we're looking for movies like that. And it, it doesn't have to be, you know, straight up just wilderness survival movies. Um, it could be something, you know, extreme as, you know, Dante's Peak. It could be, you know, something like, I think, Corey, didn't we watch Deadfall Trail at your house where the guys were going out for like a wilderness survival weekend? And, you know, that I think was, that's the name of it. Um, you know, so that, that was more based on like a, you know, wilderness survival, you know, you could always do, you know, even zombie movies. If, you know, if it's has something to do with survival, uh, we'd love to hear it. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun show and you can call our voicemail line and that's what we're looking for. Our voicemails of reviews from our members and our listeners. And that is area code 206-426-4893. And it's right on the main page of the website. The website, of course, is survivaltech.webs.com. And, uh, you know, so if you forget that number, Please go over and, and check it out and uh, take two minutes and give us a movie review of you know, maybe one of your favorite ones and uh, let's let's assemble this show because I would uh, I'd really like to do it I think it'd be fun and a quick shout out about the uh, zombie movies there's always someone that you know rolls their eyes when someone brings up a zombie movie but if you think about it they have a lot of core values of survivability shoved into that movie. I mean, if you look past the, you know, zombies and everything else, you know, what they're doing is exactly what you would do in any other disaster. Right. So uh, zombie movies are great, and there's a bunch of them out there. Some better than others. <laughs> <laughs> Some a lot better than others. But, but yeah, you know, I, I definitely still want to do a movie, movie review show. So let's let's go ahead and... And take the time and do that. I mean, I I think it's going to be fun. So, moving on. Let's see. What else do we have, Corey? Uh, is it time for the Intel report? Intel report. Intel report. Okay. We need to have like a, you know, breaking news. A bumper? Voice come in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I tech Intel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could, I could, I could definitely try and make one up. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um. Anyway, we've got a ton of members that we would like to welcome. Um, it was it was quite amazing. The site has just taken off in the last two weeks. 
like Corey said before, the forums are just posting like crazy. But I would like to formally welcome these members to Survival Tech. We have a Texan, one orange chip, Rotus Seven, Dill Z thirty one, Mid Michigan, Ryan, Ohms, Melty, D Shells, Pat Long, Lotus Soup, Q Beam, Ohio Beagler, SDFFEMT, and Casey. So I would like to welcome you all to Survival Tech and uh, post to the forums and let's let's make this a you know the the site that that it definitely should be. Um, another another thing that I would like to bring up is the website. Anything that is not pleasing to you um, as far as, you know, layouts or whatever else, we want your feedback. Um, it doesn't mean we're going to change it, you know, if, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, we did have two comments on the background that we were using. Um, we have not updated the mobile site yet, but the, the regular website has been updated. Um, what we have is we, we strayed away from the camo, um, we heard that the it was it was kind of hard to read, um, so we went ahead and we went with an olive drab, like canvas looking texture in the background. I think we're going to leave it like that for a little bit. I think it does look good. I think it is you know easier to read than the camo, and I understood where you know the people um, were coming from when they you know expressed their their concerns for it, mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely think that the the olive drab is much better than what we had. Yeah, I like it more now. Oh, it's not it's ex- growing on me. It's not exactly the olive drab that I want, because um, I've got a couple olive drab canvas bags that I think I'm going to end up taking a real nice picture of, and then uploading that as the background, because I'm looking at it now and it's it's a little bit pixelated, but it is a lot better than. Uh, than the camo, it is you know easier to read. So, um, so yeah, I mean you know look, this is we're we're still you know fairly new at this. Um, so until we get something down that we absolutely like, and who knows, you know we might like it for three months and then end up changing it anyway. And uh, so you know there's there's nothing saying that you know this has to be static. You know every everything's dynamic on this and. You know, let's let's change it as we need, but um, definitely, definitely, you know, give us the feedback, and we'll be more than happy to take it into consideration. And with that, I just want to remind everyone that this is the community, and community input is is valued in this community. Yep. You know, it doesn't mean everybody has to you know follow the leader, and we don't expect you guys to follow us. Um, you know, with our gear reviews and everything else, you know, we. We push our opinion to a point, but we hope to never overstep our bounds. You know, just because, you know, Corey can, you know, tie a knot with his, you know, fishing line on his hook one way, and I do it a completely different way, doesn't mean that both of them aren't aren't decent for catching that fish. 
So, and we learned just as much from you guys that, you know, hopefully you guys learn from us. Yeah, in fact, uh, we're going to have an open conversation here where we're going to be throwing some questions towards you guys because we got into something that we're new at and we're going to be looking for a bunch of uh, um, we're going to be looking for a bunch of feedback to help us out so that's that's going to be later um, let's see anything else going on uh, Corey we Corey ended up going through the forum and you ended up switching it up to a couple different topics. And what we're doing is, is we've got more specialized topics in there, um, where the specialized topics go under a more specialized category. I guess that's a better way to, to put it. Like right now, we've got a general discussion with six topics in it. And then Corey's got a food and water preps that's got three topics in it. A gear and equipment category with four topics in it. Uh, website and podcast, um, it's got two topics in it. And then survival preps, it's got five topics in it. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier to read and kind of, you know, browse around. And, um, you know, we just wanted to, we just wanted to make it a little bit easier on, you know, trying to find some, um, some things, and then you can always utilize the search search function, and uh, that works fairly well. And that's that's one thing I know. I know Tim Tay. Uh, he had sent me, and I'm going to go ahead and call myself out on this. I dropped the ball. He sent me um, a message. Uh, let's see, it was about two weeks ago, possibly, maybe maybe the eighth. I don't know. I, I don't have it pulled up, but um, towards the beginning, middle of Arch. March and um, uh, he asked if you know there was anything that that he could do to help out you know with website and uh, um, I I went ahead and I, I I just replied to him uh, a couple nights ago and told him you know thank you you know for the offer um, right now we're kind of tied to webs the way it is um, if you have any if you have any suggestions, anybody that has suggestions that has worked with a webs um, website, you know, definitely let us know if you know there's some you know neat widgets that you would like to see or whatever else. Um, but the big thing is the forums. Um, in order to tear down the forums and you know put it up somewhere else or have this you know bankrolled into another website. You know, it, it might be a little difficult. And for what we're doing right now, everything is free. Um, you know, anything that, that is with the website, you know, that we do have to pay, we're paying completely out of pocket. We're not asking anybody for anything. You know, all the membership is free. You know, let's just keep it that way. And uh, as long as everybody can live with it, so can I. Corey, do you have anything else to add? I don't believe so. I think you covered it. All right. Well, let's get into the new segment that we, we're going to need a bumper for this one, too, buddy. <laughs> this is going to be sweet. Uh, Conspiracy Corner. Okay. 
Um, this is not going to be conspiracy as in I'm going to tell you the way I feel. You know, I'm not going to pull a Jesse Ventura on you guys. Um, although he's, you know, one of my heroes. I think Jesse. I, I enjoyed that series. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to get into it where, you know, hey, you have to believe this. Um, I just want to bring up some weird things and I, you know, it's not just going to be me bringing up the conspiracy corner, you know, every time and it's not going to be an every week thing. Uh, it's just going to be a, you know, something fun to do every once in a while and, you know, just to kind of put a little bug in your ear and, you know, maybe we can have a discussion on maybe I need to, uh, put a new forum topic on that's, you know, just strictly conspiracy corner and we can kind of talk about it. Yeah, that, I think that'd be good. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to, you know, the, the what we're going to do with this is just give facts, let you guys think about it, and, you know, things that we find weird and, you know, is it a conspiracy or not, and uh, we'll just let it go at that. Um, I was at, we have Duke around us, and we just had a new Duke built. Um, it's a gas station. It's got the Duchess shop. That's pretty much what they call the... Uh, um, convenience store part of it. So I was in the new Duke and Duchess, and uh, it's kind of weird. I went up, and I, I got a fountain pop, and um, I don't usually get fountain pop. I, I haven't been drinking very much pop at all here lately, uh, trying to lose some weight and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I, I want a fountain pop. So walked up to it, and... and uh, got a Mountain Dew, and uh, I've been noticing, you know, a lot of these these uh, fountain dispensers, they have flavor shots. You've seen them, Corey, right? Yeah. Okay, so what you do is you can put, you know, different flavors into your regular pop. So you can, you know, make a Pepsi, a vanilla Pepsi, or you can, you know, make a, you know, lemon-lime Dr. Pepper if you wanted. I mean, it's just weird, you know, but you, you hit it and you can shoot it in. Well... You know, I go ahead and I, I do a Mountain Dew. And I'm looking around. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's a cherry. It's like, all right, they didn't have, you know, Code Red. So I'll go ahead and make my own Code Red. So I uh, went ahead and, you know, gave it a shot. And as I'm walking away, it, I'm looking at one. And it it just it caught my attention. And it says immune. And uh, I'm like, what the hell is this all about? Immune. And uh, so I'm asking uh, the two ladies that, that work there, and, of course, you know, they weren't that big of a help. But I'm like, so what's this immune blast? Because it's, you know, I see that there's, you know, an energy blast. And they say, well, the energy, you know, it it's it pretty much takes everything that's in an energy drink and uh, all the good stuff that, you know, keep you awake and, you know, give you the energy, and it, it adds it to your pop. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's kind of neat. That'd be that'd be great in a Mountain Dew, you know, making a <laughs> Mountain Dew energy drink. So, you know, I think I might try that next time. But anyway, I'm like, well, what, what's the deal with immunity? You know, the immune blast. I'm like, well, we don't know. And I'm like, well, is it like, uh, what is it, the airborne stuff? You know, I said, is it, is it you know, kind of like that where it's just, you know, pumping you you know, boosting up vitamin C and stuff like that. And they're like, well, we don't really know. 
you know, we don't really know what's in it. I'm like, well, I'm not definitely going to try it. You know, I don't need a, you know, a Mountain Dew that's going to, you know, boost my immunity and everything. But I just, I just thought it was weird. So I tried to get online and find out what the hell is actually in this stuff. So I'm looking around and I, I found one company that makes it and, um, there's no information on it. It just, you know, it gives you all the flavors, you know, that's available. It's, it's some company that actually manufactures not only the, uh, syrup bibs, um, that injects, uh, well, that, that holds the, the fluid that is injected into your drink. Um, but they also, they manufacture the dispensers and everything. It's, it's the, the whole kit and caboodle. So I just, I thought it was funny that there's no information on what is actually in it. So there you go. There's, there's first conspiracy. What the hell is the, uh, immune boost and, uh, these fountain pop dispensers and, and, uh, why are they pushing an immune boost? Is there something that the, uh, pop industry knows that we don't? It's the beginning of the rage virus. Ooh. You know How what? It spreads. Zombies. You know what? That's, that's pretty funny because, uh, I've got 28 Days Later. Uh, just got it from Netflix, you know. Love those movies, man. Love them. <laughs> they, that's how it's gonna begin. Yep. It's the immunity in your pop. <laughs> well, well, either that or, uh, you know, the people, only the people who are gonna survive are the ones that, you know, drink that mountain <laughs> right. immune boost. One or the other. Yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like the world's gonna be, yeah, the only survivors are going to be hillbillies. <laughs> we we shall inherit the earth, buddy. <laughs> so, I don't think I'll try it. What's that? I don't think I'll try the immunity. No, I want to find out what's in it, though. So if anybody has any idea, you know, if, if they're... Or if you've tried it. Yeah, tell us if it's good or if you've you know, we'll grown an a, extra limb or something. Right. <laughs> so... We'll put a mark on your your member page to watch if you start turning. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well, Corey, uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into what we did today, and I think we're going to actually end up doing tomorrow because we kind of caught the bug. And I think it was, let's see, who was it that that posted? Let me pull this up here. Um... The member that started this was Hardy, and it's under general discussion, and it's uh, a forum topic on geocaching. And there was a lot of people uh, that posted to it. Um, Corey posted to it. Uh, I posted to it. Meg, um, she posted to it. Um, Hardy posted to it again, you know, talking about some of the uh, different apps um, because I I downloaded a few apps and we'll be we'll be discussing that especially what's nice is you know Corey's running iPhone and I'm running Android so speaking of that well well let's, let's get into that in just one minute so um, but no Hardy's had started this and uh, you know definitely you know check it out and we're going to be asking a lot of questions for some people um, you know and you know, TJ Tradecraft, I know, uh, he loves geocaching is what he says. And, uh, um, it's, it seems to be a, a big thing that's, that's catching. And I've, 
I'm kind of surprised that we have been left out of the loop for so long. So anyway, Corey, uh, talk about your iPhone there for, you know, let's talk about it for about five minutes and step back for a minute. And yeah. So everyone knows, listen to the podcast that I had an iPhone 3GS that I loved. And, you know, did what I needed it to do and it worked well for me. Um, I've talked about having an otter box on it, but I had taken it off. Life well, I failed to put it back on. So I was at work the other day and I work in maintenance, um, working on a piece of equipment about 30 feet up in the air and my phone falls out of my pocket, but I'm laying on my back and drops 30 feet to the concrete with no cover on it. Now it, my phone went to a white screen and would not start back up. We couldn't do nothing except for the alarm kept going off the next morning. Um, but besides that, that was it. So I had to upgrade. So now I have a iPhone, uh, 4S. Um, love it. I have a new OtterBox on this one that I do not plan on taking off and it's in an olive drab, um, color and, uh, Starting to use it, starting to do different things. Used um, the got an amazing camera on it, eight megapixel camera. Um, I downloaded a timer for it that you know you can set it and take a picture of a group that we use today during geocaching. And downloaded, get this, downloaded the timer app in the middle of a cemetery. That is pretty yeah. cool. It it works pretty good, and it's 4G. I didn't realize it was 4G when I bought it, but it's 4G, and uh, it's been working great for me so far. So I'm still with the iPhone, but my uh, 3G did not survive a 30-foot fall to concrete with no case, hmm. just to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes back to that whole... Uh you know, what what would you rather drop from... you know, Exactly. Left. That's what I went back to. Yep. Now... I, I dropped it from 12 feet with the otter box and it was fine. But 30 feet with no otter box, it did not survive. Well, I mean, it didn't bust the screen or anything. It just ruined the internal mechanisms. Well, see, now you gotta drop that one off 30 foot with the otter box just to test it. I don't think so. (laughs) And the guy, now, he's a salesman. Of course, they're all salesmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was trying to sell it to me, even though I already told him exactly what I wanted. He, his job was easy. But he was saying that he is an outdoorsman and, you know, is out hiking. And he was listening to his iPod, and he dropped his iPhone. And uh, it fell about 40, 50 feet. Um, and I'm assuming that it didn't fall straight down a cliff like he was rock climbing. But more of a, like tumble down the side of it, and uh, he said that the 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 iPod app never even shut off, kept on running. Then he had an otter box on it, and it ran fine. Um, I'd like to see if it would really survive a you know straight fall from that you know that distance. But you know tumbling ain't the same as a free fall. And then he was telling me that some truck driver came in and um, somehow he ran over his iPhone with every wheel on his truck and trailer um, destroyed the iPhone, but he was able to reuse the OtterBox on his next phone. I think somebody's blowing smoke, buddy. Yeah, well, he's a salesman, but you yeah. know, I listen to him. 
I'm like, well, give me your iPhone. Let's go try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 really make this deal sweet. You know, sell me on this. But I did end up getting the Apple Care too, so it's covered for two years. Good. So I do it again. Yep. Which you will. But I probably will in my <laughs> line of work. Just want to throw that out, that out there to everyone that I had to upgrade to the 4S and and uh, so far loving it. And Steery, I have Steery, someone to talk to when I'm lonely. <laughs> so. Good stuff, buddy. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, um, let's go ahead and get into this. So geocaching, we went ahead and we started today. We did, we did two caches and we ran off two different websites. Um, the first one we ran off of was open cache, um, or open caching. I don't know. I'm still new to it. It's, it's the one that's, uh, done by Garmin, um, so that was the first location that we went to, and we used the OpenCache um, app. I used the Android version. Corey used the iPhone version. Um, it worked great. I mean, it was it was very easy to use. It was very, um, which I don't know if this is if this is really a, a good selling point for it, but it seemed very kid friendly. Um, it was nice to you know, put it down and let the kids see exactly what was going on and have them understand what was, you know, going on with it, especially at their ages. And, um, you know, the graphics and everything seemed, you know, it, it looks like a treasure map and, and everything. So, you know, it kept their interest. And um, Yeah, at one point I even handed my phone to uh, my oldest son, who's four, and uh, had him, you know, follow the arrow. Mm-hmm. Yep, I mean it was it was good stuff, man, and uh, we ended up finding a cache that, that hadn't been found before. So uh, we were the FTF first to find, starting to learn the lingo. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that. I know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. So yeah, sur- survival tech is is they we logged that one, and. uh we're kind of doing a thing where um, we, uh, if we're going out as a big group, you know, the family, you know, together, or both families, so becoming the family um, extended, uh, we've got just a survival tech um, uh, handle. So it was pretty cool that survival tech found, you know, this first, you know, we were the FTF, I guess, <laughs> for this, uh, for this cache. And, uh, it was, it was kind of a neat one, you know, thanks to Corey. Uh, he, uh, he's the one that spotted this one. And it was uh, a, uh, Altoids can, um, up about how high do you think that was? About 12 foot. At the 12 foot? 10, 12 foot, yeah. In a fork of a tree. And, uh, it was pretty, pretty neat. I'll tell you what, that open cache, it was pretty dead on and took us right to the tree. And, you know, at first we were looking on one side of it and it was like, ah, don't see it, don't see it. So we started walking around. And uh, when I went, walked past it and it showed that I was 18 feet, you know, farther. When I turned around, I could see the Altoids can. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. And see, what's, what's nice is, you know, it gives you your accuracy. 
and so it gives you a plus or minus, you know, how accurate you are. But I was running right around between 12 and 16 foot, you know, plus or minus. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, some of the handhelds, but I thought that was pretty damn good for a phone. My iPhone was about the same. Yeah. 16 feet. So, you know, I was, uh, I was pretty impressed, you know, with the software and, and, uh, you know, with the phone itself. And, you know, like Corey said, you know, we were running them side by side because we knew we were going to be discussing it on the show. And, um, so yeah, definitely, you know, the open caching, um, app and the website, it's easy to use and everything else. It looks like it runs off Bing because you can run the, um, the bird's eye on it. So, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. It was, it was a fun find. Yeah. And it was fun for the kids. Um, it was a, a group effort to get it down and out of the tree so we could open it up. Now, how do we do that? Because uh, uh, we've got pictures of that, right? The we have pictures. They'll be up. going up on the website. Um, we even have a video of this entire, how we found it. And uh, if I can get it um, switched over, uh, we'll try and get it up. Um, but it's uh, we ended up putting Matt's son up on his shoulders. And I held on to his legs so he didn't feel like he was falling and then used a stick. And at first we couldn't get it with the stick. So knowing us, we had our, um, no bug out bag in the vehicle. <laughs> and I went back to my, to the vehicle and got in my bug out bag and got some duct tape and put it on, you know, sticky side out and then used the, uh, sticky side out and on the stick to uh, lift up the the Altoid hand and pull it out of the tree. Yep, and it, it worked pretty darn good. And uh, opened it up, logged it, and checked it out. And it, right then and there, the bug hit us. As soon as we found it, the bug hit us. It's like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool. We just found something, you know. And... Uh, so we ended up, we had to make a pit stop, so we ran back to Corey's, and, and thank goodness that the uh, the cache was, you know, what, maybe seven minutes away from your house? Yeah, it wasn't very far. It so, was in a nearby uh, park. Mm-hmm. So we let the boys use the restroom and everything before we got on, on our next adventure. We were still deciding if we wanted to do another one or not, and uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, Corey, but I got pretty excited, and I'm like, Come on, let's go ahead and do just one more. So we ended up trying um, geocaching.com, and we signed up for a free account there. Um, and now geocaching also has paid accounts. Which I was not aware of. Yeah, and you can get, what is it, a lot? What, what was the uh, benefits for, for the paid account? Uh, some of the benefits were actually you know creating a cache and... Um, there's certain caches that you can only go to if you are a premium member. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. Really, a free one, all you can do is look for them and log them, and that's it. Which, that's good enough for us right now. Yeah, we, we really need to look into um, a lot of stuff before we actually decide to you know, go ahead and, and you know make a cache for ourselves, you know, or an official survival tech cache. And um, so we uh, 
we went ahead and we we got the the free um, membership, and uh, we found. Well, I bought. Well, I had to download a couple of apps for geocaching. Mm-hmm. I first downloaded the, uh, I believe it was Geo Intro. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me make sure that's what it was. Yeah, uh, geocaching intro. And with that, it only gives you three um, caches that you can look for, and that's it. You can't search for any or nothing um, from the app. Now, you can go to the website get the coordinates, um, but as far as the app on the phone, you only got those three. And when we searched online, we had seen one at uh, our local cemetery, and uh, but that was not one of the three listed on my intro. So I ended up buying the full version of the app, um, which I thought was kind of expensive um, at, you know, $10 for the app. So uh, we'll see how, although once I used it and we're going to be using it, you know, tomorrow, um, it'll probably pay for itself in entertainment for the family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the initial cost was, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be into it, you know, that much, but right. Um, but yeah, I downloaded the full version and was able to, you know, search for the one we wanted and, and then we headed out. Yeah. And see, one thing, one thing that, that got me was, you know, Corey went ahead and downloaded the one while I was running, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. The best way to put this was I wasn't really looking towards, you know, geocaching.com. Um, I knew I was going to try, but I wanted to just try some open caches first to see if I even liked it. Just because it was, you know, you get me with free. You know, if it's free, you know, I already bought the phone, but if you add free software to it, I want to be all over it. And, uh, so, uh, Hardy, on the forum here, you know, he was talking about some, because I had asked, you know, you know, I'm, I'm planning, let's see, my post says, you know, that I'm, I was planning to take the family geocaching this week, and, uh, you know, I had downloaded GeoCompass and OpenCache, and um, they seem okay, but I was wondering if anybody had had any, any, any interaction with them. And Hardy said, you know, that he tried CGO and it ran off geocaching. Well, I went ahead and I had already signed up for an open caching account and everything. And when Corey's like, yep, got a geocaching account now, let's, let's go. Well, I still have to mess with CGO and I think I'm going to use that tomorrow more because I'm a little bit more familiar with it. Um, on the fly, um, GeoCompass it worked great. And what was the app that you were using when we were out at the cemetery? It was geocaching app. Just geocaching app? Yeah, it's um, who is the manufacturer of it? Give me a minute. I'll get back to you on it. Okay. Um, the big thing with GeoCompass is it doesn't have any log features, anything like that. It's pretty much, you know, put in your coordinates and hit go. And you're going. I mean, it's very, very basic, but it worked very, very well. One thing that's nice about it is it's actually got a leveling button. Um, as you're looking at the compass, you know, it's got like a bubble level that you have to keep 
you know, you have to keep it level and it just, it starts, you know, recalculating and re- reconfiguring and, you know, it, it took us right to the place. And, yeah, uh, uh, the geocaching app that I used was, uh, created by Groundspeak Incorporated. And, uh, and I believe it is like the official geocaching, geocaching.com app. Okay. Okay. But yeah, Corey was running that and, uh, I think, let's see, what was your accuracy? Um, I don't remember what the accuracy was, but I know that I had, you know, many different options. I could, you know, look at the compass. I could, um, you know, look at a map view, an actual satellite view of it from, like, Google. And, uh, you know, you could see the whole cemetery and, you know, where you're heading and all. And it was, it had a lot of information on it. I, I got to admit, the app did have a lot of information. Um it wasn't a hard find. Um, I think it was a difficulty one, one and a half, two, something like that, um, at the cemetery. Um, so it didn't, you know, take us a whole lot of time to find it. But in that short time, it drained my battery. <laughs> and I know that was one of the, the bad things I was reading on the reviews for the app is that it was a, it was a battery drainer. And I think I went from, uh, my battery was already low because the kids had been playing on it for a while. And, um, I was at like 38%. And when we started, and it was probably only five, seven minutes till when we found the, the cache. Um, so because these, you know, apps are so accurate, it didn't, you know, take us too long. Uh, but I was already down to 29% and dropping quick. Yeah, and I think I think open caching is actually a lot easier on the battery. Yeah, at least it was on mine. Um, Geo compasses was okay, um, but I mean I was getting you know plus or minus eight foot, uh, and then it would jump up to like you know plus or minus you know twenty foot, plus or minus you know sixteen foot. But at certain times. We were plus or minus like eight foot. So, I mean, it, it was running good. But like I said, you know, it was, you know, I had to ask Corey for the coordinates, um, cause he already had them pulled up. Then I had to manually enter them in, but you know, it, it didn't have any log or anything, but I mean, you know, it, it works. So I'm going to try CGO tomorrow on a cache when Corey's running that we've got a couple open caches, um, that we want to hit tomorrow. And I think we're going to do what, like three or four of those. And then we're going to try maybe, you know, one or two of the others. You know, we're going to, we're going to spend a, a good part of the day, you know, geocaching. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. I have, it, it did hook us. I mean, it was, it was a good time. Now, you know, anybody that may be new to geocaching or, you know, using apps, especially GPS apps on your phone, um, it's not just these geocaching apps that drain your battery. Any GPS application for a phone, kills the battery. Um, so, that's, you know, it's, it's not something that what we didn't already know was going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah, as soon as you find it, like as soon as you get there, then turn on your GPS, find it, and then turn it right off. Yeah, that's about the only way that we're going to, you know, conserve as much battery. And then make sure you definitely have a travel charger, which I found a great travel charger at the Dollar Tree. Not plugging the Dollar Tree, but I definitely think that they should uh, – <laughs> They should help out with sponsorship of uh, good old survival tech here. As much as you plug them, they should. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. But I ended up finding a uh, uh, USB charger, you know, for cell phones. 
Um, and most cell phones now, you know, you take the charger off. You know, the wall charger is just pretty much a USB outlet anymore. And uh, it's got a it's got two slots for so you can charge two phones at the same time out of one you know cigarette lighter um, output. So you know, and it it works great. So you know, that's definitely have a travel charger with you because you know when you're going from spot to spot, um, it's going to be nice having having <laughs> having that uh, that travel charger with you so you can boost your phone back up. One of the things I did like about the geocaching app is that, you know, once I went to log it, um, you're able to add a photo. Right. Um, you which, know, to the log, which we did. Yeah, that um, was cool. Kind of propped my phone up on a headstone and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, downloaded that, uh, timer app for the camera and was able to get everybody in it, um, you know, so we could all be in the photo. So it was, uh, it was pretty neat. Yep, had a lot of fun, and like I said, you know, tomorrow's supposed to be a good day up here in Ohio, so, you know, we're gonna, we're talking, you know, right around 70s, so it, it should be, it should be a fun time tomorrow, that's for and the, sure. And the kids had a blast. Oh, it, it's, it's a treasure hunt to them, and that's what we kept calling it. Yeah, hey, this is a treasure hunt, you know, let's, let's find the treasure. I mean, and they were, they were all about it. In fact, you know, my son was the one that found the last one, Boy, he was just happy. He 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 thought it was he thought it was a flashlight. <laughs> it was like, no, it's not a flashlight, yo. But you know, I'm proud of him because he didn't just reach in. He waited for us to, you know, come over and definitely check it out. But he's like, hey, there's flashlight. <laughs> yeah, he said it so like, uh, yeah, you know, like no big deal. Hey, there's a flashlight in there. Yeah, because we're like, yeah, does anybody see it? Does anybody see it? And, you know, here's my four year old, and oh, there's a flashlight in there. <laughs> it's like, okay, I bet you that's it. But, uh, yeah, okay, now let's talk about containers. We got on, and I sent Corey a link to this, and we, we were looking at some of these different containers that are out there. Man, they're crazy. Now, the dog poop ones, those are pretty cool, you know. <laughs> and uh, But, man, some of these are just absolutely crazy i mean it looks like you know they're calling them geo birds and they look like fake birds i mean i mean they look like real birds but they're fake i mean they got you know pretty decent detail on them you know i mean the only way you're not going to tell is you know if you throw a rock at it and it doesn't fly away it's like okay there's there's the geocache but speaking of rocks yeah they, they have, have rocks. rocks they have logs they have a rattle pine cones I mean, if you go into an area where there's, a, you know, a hundred or more pine cones laying on the ground underneath this pine tree, and you throw one of them in there, someone's going to be searching all day for it. <laughs> I mean, that's just not right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I do understand that, you know, there is a difficulty, you know, level, but wow. I mean, that's just something else. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just crazy. Now, you said there was a rattlesnake? Yeah, there's a rattlesnake one. <laughs> it's like, give me a break. I mean, dog poop's bad enough. Yeah, let me reach down and, you know, check Maybe out this dog dick. poop. Yeah, how? What we ought to do is hide it in real dog poop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> try, and, try and pull the log out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I've... um. 
I've got a uh, an article here th- through Popular Mechanics, and uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up this geocaching. And I've got some extreme geocaches here. I just wanted to share it with everybody. I thought it was pretty neat. But, yeah, this is this is from Popular, Popular Mechanics. Um, and it's about uh, geocaching. Join in the global game of hide-and-seek. And this is by Glenn uh, Durain, Durain, something like that. Um, excuse me if I got your name wrong, but um, talks about, all the cache culture, you know, geocaching gear to get you started. Um, and then it ends the article with some extreme geocaches. And I wanted to share this with you guys because I thought it was pretty cool. Um, one of the deepest underwater geocaches is the Rainbow Hydrothermal Vents, 7,500 feet below the Atlantic, near the Azores coordinates. Oh, I'm sorry, near the Azores. And it gives you the coordinates, so you can actually go after it. Uh, That's crazy. The highest in the sky is at the International Space Station, in <laughs> orbit 220 miles above Earth. Uh, good luck. Uh, it says coordinates, you know, depends when you ask. Um, the coldest geocache is near the South Pole, Antarctica. And the tallest mountaintop... Um, is the peak of Mount Whitney, 14,505 feet above sea level in Sequoia National Park, California. So, I mean, this is, uh, this is, this is pretty neat stuff. I mean, you know, it, I like our, uh, you know, romps in the cemetery ourselves, you know, with the, you know, kids talking about all the zombies that are going to get them. And my son finding the skull head. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. He found a, he found a rock and, you know, I'm like, hey, let, let Uncle Matt take a picture of you. And he turns this, this rock around and he goes, it's skeleton, skeleton head, Uncle Matt. I said, by God, it sure looks like a dance. <laughs> it does. It's got two eyes and a mouth. And so I had to take a picture of this and I'm like, that's just pretty creepy. You know what? We'll post that up on the geocache page, too, just so everyone can see this rock. Yeah. He was proud of it, too. Yeah, he should be proud of it. He brought it home. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But, all right, man, let's uh get into SOP and uh, call it a show. So, starting off with the uh, SOP. SOP. Uh, which we are calling stands for Survival Operating Procedure. Now, what is a Survival Operating Procedure? Well, a Survival Operating Procedure outlines everything you need to know in a disaster, whether that disaster be man-made or by nature. Um, it includes information like the contact information of everyone within your team, within your group, within your family, whichever you want to call it and how broad you want to go with it. Um, the ways that the procedures are activated and who's responsible for activating saying, you know, this is, you know, a time that we need to leave or this is what we need to do to prepare, um, and the steps to be taken. Um, it also includes your bug out location, which has a, should have a minimum of two locations. 
in different directions if all if all possible and to those two primary locations you should have two checkpoints and then to each checkpoint you should have a route so if I let me cover that again let's say primary location alpha you should have two routes sorry route you know charlie and delta and then you should have two checkpoints along those routes In case, you know, you and your wife or you and your family or, you know, you and your husband, whichever the case may be, get separated and one was at work and one was at home with the kids, you know, you have a route to go to so you can, you know, if there's something happens, say, we're going to, you know, location Bravo, you know, route, you know, echo, checkpoint, kilo. That's how I got mine set up, um, kind of going down. Using mine as a template, once I uh, get mine completely finished with all the information in it, um, and I have it exactly the way I want it because it's ever-changing, it's changing. I've been working on this for probably about two months now, and uh, I still change it. But once I have a layout, I'll be posting that in our documents page um, just so everyone can you know, kind of use that as a template to create their own. And then you should have a... Uh, Equipment list, and within the equipment list, you should have what you have in your own bug out bag, each personal bug out bag. Excuse me. And then a list if you are creating a uh, bug out vehicle, you know, your primary vehicle that you're going to use, and then what's going to be included in that. And then you should have two evacuation lists. One is an evacuation short list, which if you, you know, they're coming and they say, you know, you only have five, ten minutes before the disaster is going to hit, grab what you can and get out. You need to have a list of exactly what you, you know, want to take and where it's at so you can grab it and get the safety. And the other one is a long list. You know, there's a hurricane that was spotted off the coast so many miles, you know, is expected to hit in, you know, three or four hours or, you know, a day or two. Um, you know, these are the, the stuff in the, you know, possessions that you want to take along with you. Um, so you have exactly know what you want to take. So you're not running around, you know, trying to make sure you have everything. Because once you do that, you end up forgetting something. One thing you'll notice is a lot of the SOP is based on, um, a hierarchy. You know, this goes to that, which branches off into these. And it's all based on um, based on need and timing. Yeah, because as much detail that you can put into it, and as easy as the layout is, you know, the more likely you know anybody can follow it. You want to make sure it's got all the detail in it that you need, but you know, some of your you know teenage children or whoever are able to read it and say, okay, I know what I need to grab, you right. know, and go straight to it. Yeah, you know, a checklist um, with bullet points works great, you know, and, and setting it up so where it's a, you know, a basic command or, um, you know, a one-word thing with a description following, that helps out a lot. And we're going to be breaking down into these, um, you know, a little, with a little more information I'm, you know, in a minute, we're just going to go through a quick rundown. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then with the equipment list, you also want, you know, your food and water and any medications um, that you or your family members may need. Uh, you want to have a list of that. Um, clothing, that's something that's, you know, usually forgotten. But, you know, pants, shorts, sweatshirts, T-shirts, coats, jackets, you know, hats, gloves. Um, and it may be warm now, but if it seems to be a long-term, you know, disaster, um, like, you know, Katrina or an actual, you know, shit hit the fan scenario, um, you're going to want to think of multiple seasons because you may not be able to return, you know, for months or you may not be able to return at all. So you want to make sure you grab, you know, what you need to be able to, you know, cover all the seasons that, you know, your climate's in. Or then, not even your climate, you know, because like a lot oh, of right. Katrina. You know, they got shipped up north. You know, and that's that's a, you know, it's a big culture, you know, it's a big shock, you know, going from Louisiana to Idaho. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. So. And then any important document that you may have, um, birth certificates, Social Security cards, uh, bank information, um, the list goes on and on. But, you know, those are really the key points you know that that you want to have um and then also it's nice to break it down inside of your sop and have scenarios and risks you know if this may happen then we do this because not you won't react the same to all the scenarios and if you are the one that's you know i don't want to say gung-ho but you know into the survivability and, and into prepping and and some of your other family members are not as much into it, then it's nice to have it broke down in case, you know, something happens, you know, this is what you need to do. And, you know, this is how we do it. And these are the risks involved. So it kind of gives them a little bit of comfort of, you know, knowing what to expect. Now, no one knows, you know, what's going to happen, but, you know, you try to, you know, prepare as much as you can, you know, for a worst case scenario. Um, and then it's also nice to include an appendix of, uh, you know, stuff like basic first aid, you know, how to, how to stop the bleeding and, you know, how to, um, you know, bandage up broken bones, um, basic survival, shelter building, fire making, things to that sort and just include it all in there just so everyone has, you know, access to it. basic auto repair, um, Changing a tire, jumping a battery. Some of this is a lot of people, you know, don't know and uh, have never had to deal with. So it's good not only practice it, but have it in there too. Because, you know, when you're stressed out, then you may forget a step. And if you forget a step, you know, it may become, you know, a disaster when you're trying to, you know, get out of Dodge and your tire flies off. Or you go to jump a battery and, you know, you blow the battery up. Um, so you, you know, you got to make sure everyone knows what to do and then contact information, having their government agencies that, you know, are able to help, you know, your fire, your, you know, EMT, your governor. Um, I mean, why not put it down as much information as you can, uh, your local FEMA, um, your local cert, um, programs. If you have information, you know, they might be able to get you help hospitals, pharmacies, doctor's offices, um, have, you know, names, you know, of them, addresses, phone numbers, 
also convenience stores, grocery stores, you know, where can you go get food? And don't only think of your major chain stores, you know, like Walmart, Kroger, Giant Eagle. Uh, think of the small little kind of mom and pop shops too that you may be driving through a small town. There's a, you know, corner convenience store or something. Write those down because they're not going to be as heavily hit as the major, you know, major chain stores. And another good one is libraries. Um, libraries hold information. And if you know where the libraries are and if you don't know how to do something, you might have access to get to it. Now, a lot of this is kind of geared toward a major disaster, you know, especially like libraries. I'm not saying, hmm. you know, break into a library if, you know, if it's just, you know, flooding. But, right. you know, if it's save the books, <laughs> if it's a major disaster that is, you know, regional or nationwide or even, you know, global, if it goes that far, um, you know, this is kind of geared toward a, you want to prepare for everything. You want to prepare for the, you know, the tornado. You want to prepare for, you know, the hurricane, um, the ice storm. But, you know, you also got to always think of the, the worst case shit hit the fan scenario. And in those scenarios, you know, sometimes the laws may not always, you know, be what they are now. So libraries are a great place to find information. And there's a lot of places that people won't think to go to. So if you don't know how to do something, you know, a library is a good place to find out how. Obviously, <laughs> that's what a library is. But, you know, don't overlook that when, when you're putting together your information. So that's kind of what you want to include. Um, it's kind of like the table of contents of your survival operating procedure. That was kind of long-winded, Matt. Yeah. yeah so. But good. There's a lot of information there. So kind of breaking it down a little more, um, within the contact information, I like the military alphabet when I break things down. Some people, that might be too confusing. Um, you may want to use, you know, like, you know, Team 1, Team 2, if you're going that far. Matt and I are trying to put one together for the entire family. Um so we can all get together, you know, because the more people that you have uh, in a situation, you can, you know, get help. There's you know, more ideas. There's more ways of doing things. And you can kind of, you know, spread the workload out amongst everybody, you know, to to build back. And that's what the ultimate goal is, to, you know, build back into society. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of your friends and a lot of your family members, you know, some people are good at some things, and some people are, you know, good at other things. And that's nice having, you know, what, what Corey and I were definitely looking at is, you know, there's some things that I can do that Corey can't, and likewise Corey can do that I can't, you know, or as good. And, you know, so we're, we're including, you know, our whole family in this, and um, you get a really nice cross-section of different abilities and, um, you know, that's, that's a big thing. I mean, you know, you can, you can put one of these together for a small group, you know, just a, you know, four person home. Um, or you could do it like, you know, with what Corey and I are putting together 
and it starts extending out, you know, with multiple family members across, you know, different, you know, cities um, to where we're going to have to have different routes for meetup points and everything else. So, you know, when when Matt and I SOP is completely finished, which, you know, we still got a ways to go. Um, but I thought this was important enough. I've been wanting to do it, you know, to do a show on it. Um, and we'll probably touch base on this, you know, in the future, not only after this four part series, but, you know, as we continue to, to build our SOP to the way we want it. Um, well, see, it's never going to be done. And no, it always changes because anytime anything changes, you got to go back and you need to change, you know, your SOP. Right. It, it's, it's always going to be ever evolving and it will be close. But it will never be complete. That's why on we created a cover page, and when ours is done, it's going to be almost like a book. It's probably going to be probably close to a hundred pages with with all the basic first aid, basic survival, you know, the contact information from all the government government agencies, all your lists. Um, you know, when it, it starts getting you know really big, really quick, when you start putting all this information together. You just see the page number just keep climbing and climbing. Um, but it's important to have, you know, to know versions of it. And that's why on our front page we have, you know, version 1.1 or so when we know if there is a disaster and once, once your SOP is completely finished, um, you need to print it off for every family member, um, that's of age, um, that's to be determined by you. Everyone, you know, children are different and may be able to do different things at different ages and who, if you want them to have this information. Um, but everyone that's capable of contributing to this needs to have a copy of this, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but you should also have one in, you know, every home since, you know, Matt and I are, you know, live 22 miles away from each other. Right. Um, you know, he has one at his home, I have one at my home, and then I have one in my bug out bag, my wife's bug out bag, and then, you know, Matt will have one in each of his bug out bags, and then we'll break it down even farther to if your vehicle is secure, have one in each vehicle. Now there's gonna be some sensitive information in it, so you wanna make sure you have it secure. And you don't want to be available to everybody, so you don't want to leave it on your coffee table. You know, when you're having a big party and have people, you know, flipping through it, because it does have some sensitive information in it. So you got to keep that in mind as well. Got anything to add? Uh, not really. Not really. Okay. I mean, you know, because a lot of the sensitive information, you know, it's not going to be just, you know, straight up, you know, here's all my credit card numbers. No. And here's my social security number and stuff like that. You know, all that information should be locked. Right. Way, just in case, you know, there there is a breach or, or, you know, something else like that. Or, you know, one of these gets lost. You know, but there's going to be some sensitive information. I know, like our stuff, it's going to be mainly, like, more medical-based. Right. You know, that, you know, something, you know, medical with, you know, different ailments to... You know, hey, you know, my son has, you know, a sprained ankle at this time, you know, or, you know, something, you know, silly like that, or, you know, you know, I, I take, you know, 
you know, this type of medication, you know, even though it's a, it might be a temporary thing, but it might need to be updated and known at that time just in case, you know, if it's, you know, whatever. But I, I think you guys are, are kind of going to get my drift here. But, um, I mean, I'll come out and say it. My youngest son, um, you know, has a disability. He has uh, cerebral palsy and epilepsy. Yes. Um, so that would be, you know, one of those sensitive information that we may not want, you know, everyone have access to or that, uh, you know, his medications that he's on, we don't want everyone to have access to. Right. Um, but, you know, as far as him, it, you know, just side note on him, it doesn't hold him back at all. But, uh, you know, it's, it's those sensitive information that, you know, you, you may have some other, you know, ailment or disability that, you know, you may not want others to know. So that's the sensitive information we're talking about. Right. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, and that's also the information that, me as Uncle Matt need to know just in case something happens, you know, God forbid, uh, you know, mom and dad. Right. Or, or you know, if there's a disaster and, you, you know, know, and he's got to come with Uncle Matt for two or three days, you know, because where my both my kids go to school to go to preschool is five minutes away from Matt's house. Right. Where, you know, I'm 22 miles away and I work, you know, even farther in that away. Right. Um, so if something happens and he needs to be picked up from school. Right. If it's something immediately, you know, I'm there. Right. And then Matt knows if something happens, you know, how to treat it and, you know, what to do and, you know, what he's on. Right. Um, List of his doctors and everything else that, you know, I can take care of something until Corey can, you know, take over. And if he's unable to reach me, he can just refer to the SOP. Right. Where he has all of his information. Right. And see, that that's a big thing. You know, this, you know, just like our show, you know, this goes from, you know, the small little disaster, you know, that, that might make your life hell for a day or two to the shit hits the fan. I mean, you know, it's just something. A small inconvenience to the shit hit the fan. Right. I mean, it, it could be something as small as, you know, power out, of, you know, there's a power outage at a school and. You know, my wife needs to go, you know, pick him up, and, you know, he's with, you know, Aunt Megan for a while. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's good to have all this information. Um, Even though you may know it, you know, if something happens, you may, you know, it's that when you get, you know, frantic, you, you forget steps. Right. Right, and it's it's a lot nicer to have something hard copy, black and white and bound, you know, and you can refer to it and look at it, and yes, this is exactly what it is. You know, I know a lot of guys are doing, um, you know, where they're building their own libraries, uh, survival information that, that, you know, they're getting their hands on and everything. They're putting it in, like, PDF form, and they're getting... Um, like the Kindles and, you know, some of the other, you know, e-readers, and they're putting it on them, well, you know, if uh, that battery, you know, that information is only as good as, as that battery is. And, uh, you know, having having a hard copy that you can refer to very quickly is always better. Yeah, and one other thing, when I'm talking about, you know, distributing all these copies, I also think it's a good idea to do put a copy of this, you know, on a, a digital copy on right. a, like, an, um, flash drive. Right. 
but I wouldn't just use any flash drive. I found a couple companies in the past. I don't have them pulled up now. Um, I just, you know, remembered them and thought of them. But they're, uh, they're encrypted and coded once you put information on it. And if you put in, you know, the passcode to decrypt it too many times incorrectly, it'll pull enough power from the PC to fry everything on that flash drive. So your information is still secure if it gets in the wrong hands. And they're not too terribly expensive. The size of your SOP is not going to be, you know, more than, you know, a couple gigabytes. There's, there's no way. Um, unless you're having, you know, every picture that you have, you know, on your hard drive or something like that. But, um, so really the smaller ones are, will do just fine. And I think they were running about $60, $70, which, I mean, they are expensive, but you got to think this is sensitive information and, you know, you don't want it in the wrong hands. Um, so a digital copy is nice to have in case something would happen to the, you know, hard copy. And then let's start going into contact information. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a broke up and do, you know, two teams, team alpha and team Bravo. Uh, me and my family are team alpha and Matt and his family is team Bravo. Um, I'm alpha because I first started building this SOP. Right. <laughs> yep. And, uh, that's about the only reason for it. It has nothing uh, to do with age and beauty. <laughs> for sure. Well, age maybe. But, um, I don't know about beauty, <laughs> but included in the contact information, I have a current picture of, of the person, the team member. Um, I have, you know, Team Alpha Leader. Um, the way we broke it down into, like, activation of the SOP, uh, we also have Team Charlie and Team Delta, but Team Charlie and Team Delta hasn't not been giving in a lot of information for to help us build this. Um, they've been holding back on us. So if you're listening, Team Charlie and Delta, <laughs> uh, you need to be, you know, catching up and giving us your information or you're out. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but I got to get this put together for our families. Um, well, the way we decided to break it down um, inside the activation is, you know, the family members get together and they discuss it amongst themselves. Obviously, you know, the parents, um, especially of you know younger children, are going to make the decision between themselves. Um, if you have older children, you know, you can feel free to include them. But then when we come together or we meet or we somehow get communication, whether that be, you know, phone, um, radio, uh, two-way, you know, whatever the case may be, um, we don't want views from everybody getting thrown in when we're trying to decide, you know, if, if it's time to go, if, you know, the shit's hit the fan and we need to bug out. Um, so we have team leaders. Um, I am the team leader of Alpha Team, and Matt is the team leader of Bravo Team. Um, and then if Charlie and Delta decide to, to give their information, then they'll each have a team leader, whoever you know those teams decide. And then the four of us will get together, and it will just be the four of us that decide on the action. That way you don't have you know 20 people giving ideas of what to do. Um, it's like a hierarchy. You know, It goes up the chain of command. It's very democratic. Very, very much so. Yeah, because you know you you can't just override and say, "Hey, we're going to do it this way," you know, because you have your whole team that you're, you know, well, team, family, whatever, 
Right. Yeah, and they, we're calling them teens, but it's really right. just our families. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, the big thing is... The team's more tactical. Right. Tactical. Cool. Sounds cool. Tactical. Yeah, tactical. Um, you know, the big thing is, you know, something that, that might cause Corey to say, hey, I need to enact this right now. It might not be the same way for me, you know, 22 miles away. Um, it could be, you know, something's happening in Corey's town. Um, and I need to bug out to Tornado, something like that, and... You know, everything gets changed up. Refer to the SOP. Corey, I'm not going to, you know, engage the SOP at this time because I am not, I'm not affected. So, um, you know, Corey says, okay, well, you know, I'm enacting my SOP, but Bravo team needs to know, you know, where we're going. Right. And it's either the situation escalates and he has to go, we can meet up. Right, and it can either be, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, well, Alpha Team is, you know, going elsewhere, or Alpha Team is going to Bravo Team. So that means, you know, Corey's coming to my house, and he's bugging out at my house while, you know, the, uh, you know, while the, you know, county takes, you know, damage control on the tornado that came through. You know, so his family stays with my family. That will be information that's in the SOP. Or Corey's staying somewhere else. Well, I'm still the point of contact where Corey would be, you know, contacting me to find out what's going on. You know, since I would be, you know, close but not close to the situation, if that makes sense. Right. So, so we have um, current picture, mm-hmm. Team Alpha leader. The name, mm-hmm. um, date of birth, and this will go, you know, Team Alpha leader, and then you know, Team Alpha member, and then it has all the same information: uh, date of birth, height, weight, hair color, eye color, your you know, description, distinctive facial features, and yes, um, um, bald is uh, um, hair color, bald hair color. You know, I could I could have swore the last time I went and got my license because I'm I'm cue ball, um, and uh, I look like a uh, fat version of Goldberg. Uh, if you look at the slingshot video, I uh, I'd shaved my big goatee, but um, I usually have a big goatee. But anyway, um, yeah. So you know, don't be ashamed if uh, you know you get down to that hair color and you got to put in bald. Yeah, I would have put that under these distinctive facial features like my unibrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, uh, which I do have on here. (laughs) My wife wants, you know, to wax it or whatever, but I'm kind of partial to it myself. Yeah. (laughs) That's who I am. Um, and then, uh, address, you know, the type of dwelling, the color of your home, you know, single story, two story, um, you know, mobile home, whatever the case may be. Um, your phone number, your home phone, mobile phone, um, me, I only have a mobile phone, um, email address, your work address, um, work phone number, your occupation, any special medical needs, your blood type, any known allergies, um, your immunizations, especially with children, um, have that information, I could not tell you my immunization record. Um, 
which I should probably go to a doctor and find out uh, well, <laughs> how I'm doing. Yeah, well, what was your last tetanus, too? Because that's very important. Right. I Cause know what, when about mine was. It was what? over 10 years ago. I know that. <laughs> well, mine was, you need to get that taken care of because, uh, yeah, I, I pulled that one pretty good last year. And uh, so I know that, you know, every... Every 10 years, you know, when I'm 30, I got one, and, uh, you know, my next one will be when I'm 40, because uh, I sliced my finger pretty good, so <laughs> it was one of those, it was one of those, you know, real stupid moments, so. And then, but, uh, your medication that you take, um, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, prescription or over-the-counter, um, and then your education and training, this comes in help when, you know, you get to a bug out location and you're trying to, you know, rebuild or you're trying to uh, put out, um, you know, jobs for everybody to do. It's kind of nice to know, to look at everything and say, okay, you can do this, you know, you have this training, you know, you can do that. So everyone's kind of doing what, what they're good at. Um, and then your skills that you have, you know, whether it be, you know, as simple as just, you know, wilderness survival skills or fire starting, um, you know, firearms training. Uh, those those are skills. Here, um, here's the thing, you know, when, when there's, you know, some sort of collapse, you know, whether it be man-made or natural, you know, everything falls back to basics anyway. So, you know, the, the better you are with your basic skills, you know, have that down there because that's what you're going to be relying on. Right. And then, you know, the doctors, you know, your primary physician that you go to um, or pediatrician, if that may be the case, uh, their address and phone number. And then with children, um, unless they work, uh, none of our children work, um, which would be nice if they did, but <laughs> <laughs> they are only three and four. Um, you know, we substituted, you know, the work phone number and address and, you know, occupation to, you know, school address, phone number, teachers, things like that. Um, and this is, you know, like I said before, this will be put up on our website. Um, it won't be right away because I am still, um, tuning, fine tuning it, but, you know, look for it up. Um, hopefully, you know, before this four part series is over, uh, this will be up on the website, um, as a template for you to use. Obviously all my personal information will be deleted, but the template will be there. Um, so you can, you know, fill in because it has taken some time to write. Um, and then activation of the SOP, um, uh, that just pretty much kind of lays out the, uh, hierarchy of, you know, how, you know, when are you going to activate it? You know, who's in charge of activating it? How is it going to come about that type of information? How, what kind of communications you have in between, um, your, you know, teams for us. Now, a lot of people are only doing it for a family of four, you know, they, you know, may have a husband and wife that, you know, need to communicate back and forth in case they're, you know, separated. But, uh, you know, with us, it's a little more difficult because we not only have a husband and wife, but we also have husband and wife of different, you know, families, different teams to uh, communicate with. So look forward to us to uh, be diving deeper into some of these areas like bug out location and equipment lists um, in the next three parts to our series. Um, until then, continue downloading us at iTunes and check out our website at www.survivaltech.webs.com. 
And a uh, quick reminder that Matt and I, along with our wives, are going to be uh, starting our CERT training this coming Monday. So within our next podcast, uh, be expecting to hear what we're learning and uh, what's going on with CERT. Excuse me. And uh, until then, you got anything else to add? No, I think that's pretty much it. I'm I'm just I'm really excited for CERT. I think it's a a great thing, and uh, I think it's a great opportunity, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, what we're going to get out of it and be able to uh, put back, you know, put it on the show and and uh, relay what we can to everyone else. Hey, sounds good, buddy. So continue posting to our forums and uh, giving us great topics and and. Uh, Look at our photos and check out our geocachings and and add your own and add your own and uh, definitely check out the video of how we selected the uh, member of our or the uh, winner of our member appreciation contest. And until next time, stay alive, America.